Thanks for tuning in to the Bonfires of Social Enterprise. This is Rami, and I have a friend of mine on the episode today. Fun. Latrice McClendon is quite an entrepreneur and just an all-around amazing person. On this episode, we'll hear about one of her businesses. She has at least one other venture with her husband. And of course, you know I love music around here. So we will hear from another Detroit artist and their full song at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. All right. Luke has our fun fuel today, so let's see what he found for us. Hi, this is Luke Trombley, and I'm bringing you the fun fuel for this episode. While on the topic of infant health care, did you know that around 255 babies are born each minute? So for the time it takes you to brush your teeth, nearly 300 new lives are brought into this world. It is also estimated that 353,000 babies are born in one day around the world. So far this year, over 78 million babies have been born. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this fun fuel. Enjoy the episode. Thank you for that fun fuel, Luke. Okay, it's time to check in now with Latrice and see what she's been up to with beautiful mamas and their perfect little babies. All right, so welcome Latrice McClendon from Impact Community Health. I'm really excited you're on our show. Thank you. I'm excited to be on your show. <laughs> our little podcast. We love our little podcast. <laughs> well, anyway, so today we're uh, talking about health, and you've got a cool spin on your new social enterprise. Well, I guess it's not new, but I just newly met you through Build Institute, Build Social, right? A couple months ago. Yeah. So you were one of the winners uh, of the program there. And I got really excited right then to put you on the podcast as a guest. So for our listeners, let's let's tell everyone what Impact Community Health is in the Detroit area. Awesome. Hello, everybody. Impact (laughs) Community Health is, uh, we are a maternal infant health program here in Michigan. And our main goal is to reduce infant mortality rates. Uh, We work with pregnant women, uh, caregivers of uh, infants up to 18 months who are uh, Medicaid beneficiaries. And we address the psychosocial issues and uh, any logistical barriers that uh, a lot of our women or children are faced with um, as far as having either a healthy birth outcome or uh, any barriers that our infants are faced with in making it to their first birthday and, of course, developing up to 18 months. So that's what we do. We focus on reducing infant mortality rates. Okay. Wow. Well, that's, there's an obvious social, social impact from saving our beautiful babies. So yeah. your, is your business, so what do you do then? What does the business look like? So what we do, uh, we actually uh, send in social workers and nurses to educate, uh, to encourage, to uh, give all kinds of information on how to either um, take care of yourself while you're pregnant or uh, how to take care of your baby. So we also have lactation consultants that we send in. Uh, We do uh, parenting classes uh, to educate. So our biggest mission is to educate. And we do that because a lot of people, uh, you can't do what you don't know. And sometimes we take for granted uh, we take for granted a lot of times, like, oh, having a baby or raising a baby is easy and people should know this. But um, 
we found out that there's a huge there's a huge population of people who just don't understand what it takes to have a healthy pregnancy or uh, get their child and have a, uh, a you know up to uh, a, I'm sorry have their child healthy up to the age of one or eighteen months. A lot of babies don't make it, mm. and so um, uh, one of the, the statistics I always like to tell people in Michigan, uh, Michigan's infant mortality rates are comparable to that of a third world country. Um, we have very high infant mortality rates in Michigan. Uh, for out of uh, every thousand babies born, just in general, seven uh, die um, due to it could be maybe they slept wrong in their crib or they weren't in a crib, they're in a crowded bed. Uh, it could be um, uh, smoking issues in the house, suffocation issues. It could be parents who don't know you can't leave your baby in a hot car we deal with so many issues uh that really people just don't have an understanding um and that seven out of thousand in detroit that statistics is, is actually tripled and so we are on a mission to reduce the number of babies who don't make it to their first birthday that is crazy that it's that high that's how did you start to even how did you even decide to tackle this yourself i mean that's crazy high statistics. yeah it's, it's very high and well you know honestly what happened was uh before i got into doing this i actually had a personal experience um not with myself but i had a nephew who was five months old and he his mother left him in a bed and the bed uh was close to the wall but not close enough where it was like there was a space. Well, anyway, um, left, she left him in a room for maybe 10 to 15 minutes. The baby rolled over and suffocated between the wall and the bed. Wow. And it was very devastating. Yes, it was devastating. It was devastating to my nieces and nephews. It was devastating to myself and uh, my brother. You know, everyone was just in shock and couldn't believe Because, you know, no one thinks that this kind of stuff actually happens. And when it hits your family, it makes you think like, wow, you know. I didn't even know this kind of stuff existed. You don't think that it could happen to you. And so, um, you know, within the last two years, I was presented with the opportunity. I was working with a social worker, and uh, we were talking about uh, another infant who had passed away um, from uh, a pillow being in the crib. And the pillow, the mom woke up. She left the pillow. The baby was under the pillow when she woke up. She lost her baby. And so I got really concerned and I asked one question, what can I do to be a part of this and help to reduce uh, and get the word out? And um, I started doing some research and found out that Michigan has many programs that allow people to work in this uh, particular area. So I applied to the program. It was felt like a 300-page application. <laughs> but we got some work. And, uh, and, and, um, and today we're servicing uh, over 100 women. I mean, we're, we're really making an impact right now. Wow. So this is really, this will probably come up as a question. So you applied for a state program that, did it have funding, Latrice, as, for you to get started? Is that what you mean when you applied? Well, you have to meet certain uh, requirements. Uh, you, have to, you have to take online classes. Uh, we apply to be an agency in the state of Michigan. Oh, so gotcha. Okay. Been, yeah, so, so there's some, like, hospitals. And, uh, uh, matter of fact, the city of Detroit just opened up a maternal infant health program because it's, it's 
really, you know, the rates are really high in, in Detroit. So um, it's becoming a health issue, like just across the board. So they allow individual agencies as well as hospitals and people who are in that uh, profession to actually be able to, to start a, um, a company. So um, it, it, they just take you through, it's a big process, just like starting a business. You have to have a business plan, you have to have a location, you have to know what your marketing plan is, what your strategy is to get clients, who your clients are going to be, and so uh, what your budget looks like, and you have to have the right amount of people hired. So it's just like starting a business, it's just with, you know, with the state of Michigan. And we are, uh, we do take Medicaid, so, uh, you know, they want to make sure that you have no fraud and, you know, all that kind of stuff, they, uh, background checks and so on. Yeah, so great. So it wasn't necessarily the funding, just for clarity there. You got you applied to be a agency and then your revenue then comes from the Medicaid program in the US, right? Exactly. So the, yeah, they, there was no funding. That was on us. They're like, hey, you've been approved, go run with it. So the funding was, you know, we're like, well, you know, and a lot of funding came out of our own pocket actually to get the business up and going. Okay, that's great. So the, this is just a whole nother type of it. And we know in many countries around the world, uh, some governments have funding for things like this, some doesn't. So it looks like our government in the U.S. is providing some for this type of thing, which is great. And Latrice, why do you think someone hasn't tried to tackle this before in Michigan, especially the, like the Detroit area, when those stats are so rough? <laughs> You know, I, I think that people have tried to tackle it. There are, you know, other agencies. It's just there's so many people dealing with the issue mm. that it's, a, it's, it's, it's like having a pie. And, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling greedy enough to want the whole pie, but I just want, like, my slice in the pie. <laughs> you know, which is meaning I, I know I can't help everybody, you know, because people are trying. Um, so I, I believe they've been working on this. It's just such a hard and tough population uh, that you know, um, sometimes uh, that we work with, um, and and when you don't know that you should do better, you may not know that you need the service, right? If if you're mm. a, if you're a client of ours, and it's sometimes hard to talk to people or deal with people who may not think they need something. You know, maybe they feel like they're not necessarily going to have this issue, but then when that issue strikes, you know, they realize, wow, I could use this service, I could use this opportunity. Yeah, right, right. So how are, how are you doing it differently? How are you finding the potential clients then? So we actually work with a lot of, uh, we, our focus is Detroit. Uh, we do service other counties in Michigan, but we focus on Detroit and we work with, uh, first of all, we're out in the community. So we might throw our own community baby shower or fair. We're, we're going to, we're actually going to, uh, you know, specific like uh, places that only um, have Medicaid beneficiaries. So if, if maybe this particular healthcare uh, health company only takes uh, pregnant women who are on Medicaid, we go there and we say we have this service. You know, while they're seeing you as a doctor, we'll love to go in their house and talk to them. And mm. so we're we're like we're knocking on the doors of people and, and, and companies and agencies who work with the population that we're looking for to get the word out. Like I know everyone's saying they're fine, but the statistics says they're not. So we're here to help. And so we're just really um, our approach is, is getting with as many community agencies as possible to get the word out and to let people know how high the stats are. You know, it's funny every time, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm not the first agency in Michigan to do this or the last to probably, uh, you know, be a maternal health uh, agency. But every time I talk about it, people are so shocked about the rates. And that lets me know that we're not talking about it. And that lets me know that it's out of sight, out of mind for a lot of us. And uh, including myself, because I have three babies, didn't know the statistics were so high. You know, and I live in Detroit, so I'm technically could be a part of that statistic, you know what I mean, as far as, like, who they're counting. And, uh, you know, it was out of sight, out of mind for me, because you think that people have a, a true understanding of how to take care of themselves while they're pregnant or um, how to take care of their baby. Yeah, that's huge. Well, I'm so glad that you're on the street doing it. And you touched on something that I think is really common to social enterprise in general. It's you got to be out and building relationships with your potential customers and beneficiaries. It seems so obvious, but so many miss it. I think there's a lot of folks that run to the um, run to the, I don't know, the play space of social enterprise thinking it's going to be super right. fun. But the reality is we're all human beings out here and we all got our own issues and we got to get in places of relationship and trust with each other to really make real impact. At least that's my, I don't know, my Rami opinion. <laughs> no, that's true. And, and it's funny because sometimes if we just, I always tell people, we just start talking to each other, you know, we might not have a everything in common but we all wear shoes and yeah. we all wear clothes and there's some things that we can find it you know a commonality to break the ice and then offer our help through our businesses you know sometimes we just push our businesses on people but you know i was saying people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care yeah yeah and, 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 yeah and i feel like in social enterprise including especially what we do it's important it's so important that we let people know that we care about them we care about their livelihood we care about what's going on in their house, their children, their health. And as we do that, they, they you know, I, I found the response is usually, okay, I'm interested. What can you teach me? Like, I'm, I'm genuinely interested. And, and, but it comes from really, like, getting out here and building those relationships. Absolutely. Yeah, so good. And before, um, and another time we were talking, we were talking about your business being turnkey. I think that's an interesting concept to touch on. Would you mind defining what a turnkey business is, just in case someone doesn't grab that terminology? Yeah, so I do consider our business to be turnkey because we are uh, we we uh, we deal with Medicaid beneficiaries. Um, we provide a service. Um, that is ready for immediate. That's what turnkey tur means. Basically, is it's just like when you go into a convenience store. I get a, a bag of chips. I pay the person for the bag of chips. I walk out with the chips. Uh, Impact Community Health. We are a turnkey business. We provide a service. We send our social worker, and nurse, our lactation consultant into a home, and uh, we get paid for that visit. You know, of course, I have to add, we add, we we make a social impact every time we go into that home. But we get a pay, we get paid for that visit, and uh, we we get immediate release of our funds, and we provide immediate service. Okay, so that's really interesting because we were talking about you've got some turnkey, and you were thinking about was it that you were thinking about building out some other services or? Yeah, so I'm very community focused, and um, one of the things when I considered going becoming an entrepreneur or going into business for myself, I was concerned about, you know, we always worry about money, because at the end of the day, you know, of course we want to make a social impact, but you got to make some money right. in order to keep the business going. I mean, that's, 
you know, that's mm-hmm. part of business, right? And you got to pay your be able to pay your employees. So, uh, you know, in reaching the community, I wanted to find something that was a little bit turnkey, where we got the money. Uh, you know, we, we were able to generate an income, uh, a revenue, so that uh, we could open up other things that are of interest to us as a uh, as a company. So, you know, we understand. And for us, for me. In uh, Detroit, uh, there are issues with health, there are issues with education, and sometimes we find they go hand in hand. And so uh, we we decided, like, okay, we want to open up some type of avenue for the women that are we we are meeting, not just women, people that we're meeting, to get some type of education so they can get a job, and maybe you know this it can take them to the next level in their life. Well, in order to do that, we had to figure out, like, okay we need money to do it and so the turnkey part of it allows us to you know go go to the next level in our business maybe you know we're working on the educational center now and some things won't be so turnkey with the educational center but we have the money from the you know uh maternal to health side because it is turnkey is able to help us to support other ventures that we're looking at uh, doing within our company. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's so great. So it's nice. So on a note, that's a nice model, I think. You know, you've got one area that's turnkey. It's kind of one and done. You go in, you deliver your service, and that almost gives you the opportunity to go in then and develop other ones. Yes, and we budget for that. So in our business, there, you know, we take a certain percentage and we put it toward, you know, things that we may not get money back from, right? We may yeah. not make a profit off of because we're dealing with a different type of population. And so, um, including we have a cribs program where we help to give out cribs to people because that's like, you know, when a baby dies because they're in a bed with someone because a person doesn't have a crib, that's really, you know, that's preventable, 100% preventable. And yeah. so, you know, with the, with us wanting to get cribs in everyone's homes and make sure they have the right equipment and the right things to take care of their baby, you know, that's that we're not going to get a profit off of that. We're not selling them the cribs. We're giving it to them. And the turnkey aspect aspect allows us to do that. Oh, okay. All right. So that's really good. And so I think what we've been talking about um, on this podcast is you can do that in one of two ways. You know, we always say, if you've got something that um, you're doing because of your mission, you can say, this is part of our impact, part of our cost to do it. Or sometimes people do that as what they call traditionally a loss leader. They're doing it to invite more sales. So that's very cool. So as social entrepreneurs, you can do it one of two ways. You can say, hey, I do this to give it away. It's part of my mission. It's part of our integrity and our overall authenticity of our company, but it also gets us sales. And other times we're just doing it because it's sort of a necessary thing to help with the impact or give back as a social enterprise. Either way, it's uh, really neat that you're, that you're Mm -hmm. doing that. Uh, There's just so much terminology floating around. We like on this podcast to kind of help center people on different ways you can do things. It's great. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer. This has been amazing so far. Um, We would love to kind of circle back with you over the seasons and keep a documentary going about what you're doing. If you're good with that. Awesome. Yes, that's exciting. I'm excited about this podcast as well. I'm, I'm, I'm actually got on the website 
today because I'm like, I have to listen to other people who talk about social enterprise. So I'm so excited about this. (laughs) That's great. Well, thank you for that. And thank you to all of our listeners out there. Uh, We really appreciate all the countries that are following us. Gosh, you guys are so loyal and so wonderful. Please reach out to us if you are a social entrepreneur in another area. We want to talk to you. So as we close it with you, Latrice, and your Impact Community Health, will you uh, let us know how we could all reach you on either social media or your website? Absolutely. So we are on social media. We are on Facebook, of course, and uh, we are under Impact Community Health, as well as uh, Instagram under Impact Community Health. We are, um, you can email us at impactcommunityhealth at gmail.com or visit our website at www.impactcommunityhealth.com. And our phone number is 313-694-4386. Ah, so great. Latrice, thank you so much for taking the time. We love what you're doing. Thank you for everything and such a valuable service. And everyone reach out to Latrice and send her business and support her work. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. Latrice, you're the best. By the way, guys, she's an amazing person to hang out with. I've had the chance to spend some time with her on a few other occasions, and she's a true leader. Okay, let's see who our friends at Assemble Sound have curated for us on this episode. Oh, yes, my new favorite group. The Infatuations, with their song, Yesterday Morning, from their album, Detroit Block Party. Where is that block party? Because I want to be there. (laughs) Here you go, everyone. Enjoy. Hold you in my arms again. Come on and 
Song. 